0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real-life stories from high-performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I'm talking to you about knowledge and confidence, More about that in a few moments. Um, It's actually, I don't even know why I'm saying this because actually you won't know, but um, I was going to talk around developing your own product and stuff today, and I'd already written my sort of notes that I write for it, but a couple of weeks ago, a memory came up on my Facebook timeline, as it does. I think it's a setting. Um, managed to, to to have that setting on. So it brings up posts that I've done from like a year ago or five years ago, whatever. And um, it brought up one for a couple of years ago where I was doing rearing on a horse. I was on the horse, the horse was rearing. I'd written a post around developing your knowledge and understanding and skills so that you can feel more confident. And I thought actually that that's actually really quite good. It's quite a good post. And and kind of more specifically then conversations that I'd had with clients last week um, was around that sort of thing and, and updating your knowledge I'm keeping ahead of the game or, you know, having um, responses at your fingertips so that you can feel less dread and, and more confidence going into calls and conversations with people and difficult conversations. So I decided to do... Um, to do this podcast on this topic instead but as I say I could have just left that last few minutes out and and just cut to the chase but I think sometimes it's quite nice to 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 share with you that um you know it it interrupted my thought process and my plan and and I really wanted to, to share this with you now rather than wait and have it in the diary for three four weeks time but first, I want to do a little update, as ever. What's going on in the selling without Sleeves world? The book—I've got a number of hard copies, as I said in last week's podcast. I wasn't overly happy with the appearance of the—I know it's getting picky now—but the appearance of the white text on the front cover. I'm really keen that you know a lot of work, a lot of effort's gone into this book. If you, you know, if you use the information within the book, you can make a real change within your within your business, and so. I wanted that to reflect the quality and, and the effort that's gone into it on the front cover because it, it's first impressions Um and so yeah I'm still being picky over all that so um so I'm now looking at I hate gloss I don't know I just don't like gloss it just doesn't give it doesn't have the same feel I mean it feels very wiped clean I mean what on earth are you going to be doing with the book um and so I wanted it to be matte um I thought it would have a better feel to it however apparently the issue is is because the white text is going is basically bleeding into which is what it does with matte you don't have the sharp edges with matte like you do with um, gloss and so it bleeds into the blue and because it bleeds into the blue of the book front cover um, you get like it looks almost pixely which looks like it's been I feel like low resolution, um, it's probably one of those things, um, a bit like the plug sockets in my kitchen being too high, that is another story, that um, you know you would not notice, but I have, and, and I, I'm keen that it gives the right impression when people receive it, particularly off the book, book funnel, so yes, so the poor people who I've been working with on my book are now having to help me with this, but fingers crossed, we get all that sorted out very soon, So I'm waiting on a gloss version to see, basically, um, I said to them the other night, I was like, I had this call with this guy on Friday night, and I was like, well, I guess the potential is, is we're going to have to see which one I like, I dislike least. (laughs) It was like, yeah, it may come down to that, but hopefully not. So. Moving forwards, um, we've also got the training area and the same guys who've been working on my website are going to be working on the training area. That's like a phase two of, of the website. So really excited about that. Already creating the resources to go into that area. It's really a rebranding, a recreation without people on it. Of the academy and other trainings that I've done over the last year or so, with some updates and, and tweaks and changes, as as you do, and so really keen uh, to get that up and running and in place. Um, so some of the team have been working really hard on um, getting the, the the basically the slides recreated and updated um, with the Selling Without Sleeves branding and with um, additional information and worksheets and stuff, so that we can start. Um, Start. Why well, I need to film them. Oof, a lot of filming going on in my life at the moment. And that leads me on to my YouTube ads that I'm going to be running. Yes, YouTube. So I'm going to be running YouTube ads uh, into the book funnel um, for a number of different reasons. And so um, we've chosen to go with predominantly YouTube with retargeting on Facebook. And so um, that has obviously been a decision by Mr. JJ, as he knows an awful lot more about the pay traffic side of stuff than I do. I just know the magic, it can work. If that's what we're going to do, then that's what we're going to do. It does require me to do a lot more videos um, than what I would necessarily feel comfortable with. It requires a lot of editing on Paul Jacob's part because um, I mess up on a regular basis we're getting there so um that's a whole new learning experience for me definitely never ever want to be an actress can't think of much worse to do probably yeah something to do with heights um as i'm frightened of heights but yeah it's definitely not my cup of tea i think purely because it's the it's the level of self-consciousness i think rather than anything like i'd rather speak to a group of people live than 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 putting yourself out onto youtube and things like that and um, where you've got all the weird and wonderful people it's just a bit of a strange feeling so yes yeah, so that's going on um, i've got a major focus at the moment on audience building they're just getting my name out there get um you know getting into other people's worlds using other people's audiences um and one of those things i'm going to be looking at doing more of is speaking on stage uh, something that i have done and i really actually enjoy as weird as that may seem and sound but um i i, I do really enjoy enjoy it. I do really enjoy getting up there and speaking to people and and sharing stuff, particularly in a room where you've got that atmosphere going on um also enjoy obviously. I've done quite a lot of, uh, particularly over the last 18 months, you know, more stuff, uh, speaking to people on Zoom and things like that, where, you know, geography then isn't a problem. Um, But it is always nice to get into a room and have that atmosphere as well. I'm also going to be looking at other podcasts. So if you're listening to this and you run a podcast and you would like me to appear on that, then please do let me know. That would be fantastic. Hello at sellingwithoutsleeves.com. And we'll get you through to one of the two. Then, finally, I am a bit of a bottleneck at the moment. So... You know, I work um, officially three days a week. Uh, We're with selling without Sleaze, um Monday to Wednesday. I am going to be changing that up from September, but doing school hours. So I'm going to be finishing at three thirty. I'm starting as soon as I can get them all out the door and into their various uh, childcare, stroke, school environments. That is going to. So I'll be working over four days, Monday to Thursday. But it's still going into the weekends, um, recording stuff, creating resources. You know, a lot of it is me because at the moment, you know, selling without sleeves is my is my brainchild, and I haven't got people who are also living and breathing the brand, um, particularly from the training capacity full time, and so there is that. Um, it's in that transition period where you know we've done it with the agency where it's going from one person into to number of people but you are that bottleneck whilst you disseminate that information whilst you create those resources um and, and that is that the way it is however yeah it, it can get frustrating i'm the only person that, you know, for example, who can do the podcast, who can do the um, the recordings, who can create the, I can create the content for the slides, so recreating, rejigging my slides. Somebody else can build those slides out, definitely, and they are, but I'm the only person who can who can do the content side of stuff at this moment in time uh, until I get somebody in to work with me on, on the delivery side of things who knows the delivery as well as me. So they're all the pains that businesses have um, both, you know, growing and maintaining um, themselves. Um, it's nothing new but, um, you know, it's good to recognize um, and, and, you know, and I'm keen to kind of share the experiences along the way. That's the point of this podcast and the update element of this podcast uh, is to share these things with you so that, you know, we can all relate to the trials and tribulations of running a business. And so moving on from that, wanting to talk this week around knowledge and confidence to set the scene on this uh, the post that i got up on my timeline was me rearing on a horse the horse was rearing i was sat on it and it was around the fact that um, i'd gone on a course to learn um, what to do in those in, in eventualities when horses play up now you know putting that into context i have ridden since i was 11 so that's a lot of years I've been riding for over 25 years and so I've worked in in various different environments with various different horses you know I've learned elements of (laughs) of of what to do bucking and spinning and bolting and all sorts of different vices and rearing um, how to prevent rearing I know what rearing feels like Riding a horse, though, um, in that scenario where it was trained to rear on command was a really great experience because there's normally a lot more happening when they do that. And also how to fall off. I have never officially in the whole 25 plus years of riding ever been taught how to fall off, which is you know is is crazy considering you know that's <laughs> there's quite a considerable risk of falling off within the UK it's very difficult to to be able to do that etc etc normal riding schools can't teach you how to fall off because the the risk assessment would just blow your mind and so it's just something you can't do in in normal you come across in in normal um, learning to ride scenarios, and so I was really fortunate. I was able to go to a centre who specialises in stunt riding and, and all different higher level riding. And um, with that, they were able to to teach you how to fall off. and um, first off a pretend horse, and then off an actual stationary horse. But and over time, what you did is you built it up so that you know people who were doing um, for longer the courses for longer would actually get up to the stage of like cantering and falling off, etc., etc. And so why was I doing that if I could horse ride and, and whenever I say to people oh yeah I'm going on a ride for a riding lesson they're always like I thought you could ride yeah I, I can ride I can actually teach people to, to horse ride I I have I've taught a lot of people to horse ride over a sort of four-year period um, I used to teach every Saturday the thing is is you can never know everything um, particularly around that sort of topic any topic where you're truly interested there's always stuff that you can be learning there's always stuff you can you can do you know I have stopped actively learning to drive my car but if I wanted to improve my driving I could go on advanced driving courses I could go and do those um, skid sessions I could do track sessions because I'd be interested and I'd be developing that skill there's You know, you can get a shallow understanding, sufficient to get by um, level of understanding. But if you really want to do well, if you if you want to to be successful in that field, um, most of the time because you enjoy it, then you can go in and you can do, you know, invest more. You can invest more of your time and resources and money into into developing yourself and, and finding out more. And that's what I've chosen to do with horse riding why am I banging on about horse riding when this is a sales podcast please do bear with me um, because the reason why I was wanting to learn more is because I thoroughly enjoy learning I thoroughly enjoy working a horse and, and understanding how I could work them better and improving my own riding and so I'm, in, I'm invested in that and, I'm, and you get you know the fruits of that labour of that that horse you can ride you can pretty much get on any horse and You can improve their way of going or you can enjoy that ride. You can take control and you can manage those situations. If I'd have stopped riding as soon as I could walk truck canter, then I wouldn't have that skill. I wouldn't have that knowledge. I wouldn't know how to work a horse properly. I wouldn't know how to take them cross country. All those sorts of things knowledge enables you to feel more confident it it makes you more capable it helps you get better and better results um you know there's no way that i could go out against a formula one driver and beat them in a race unless well i don't think there is a way you know as long as we were both actually in using usable vehicles of, of the same caliber there's absolutely no way because um i'm just not as equipped i'm not as skilled i'm not as knowledgeable in order to achieve, in order to to get there, you you need to to keep investing. Knowledge, you know, does provide that ability and those results, but it also provides confidence. You know, I was after one of the reasons why I went on that course was it was a great opportunity um, to to ride horses that are trained to rear and trained to do different things. It was a great opportunity to learn how to fall off. But coming back to riding, riding different types of horses, whenever they got a bit excitable, they got a bit bucky, um, they got a bit um, sort of quick and and responsive, and you were a bit like, ooh, you know, this could escalate. What's going to happen next? They get a bit spooky. You could feel vulnerable, and I was beginning to feel vulnerable because I didn't know these horses. I didn't have the relationship with them that I've got with my own who I'd ridden for years and years but unfortunately can't ride anymore. I'd got that confidence from knowing that individual horse, I needed confidence of my own abilities that actually if, if it all went wrong, and I'm very much one of those people who plans out, okay, I'm worried about this. Okay, well, if, if you're worried about that, then why are you worried about that? I'm, yeah. And what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that could happen? And with horses, it's pretty much the same thing. I'll fall off or we'll, we'll end up injured or we'll end up having an accident. And so having that, taking the the fear factor, taking the unknown out of the falling off element knowing how to fall off being trained how to fall off being able to go through that that motion and learn that process i found just amazing you know it was brilliant and and it was it really did then give you confidence it, it was very empowering to be able to know that if everything goes wrong if this does escalate if this is a problem i can i can safely bail out that is my kind of that was as a child my default that if it all went a bit wrong I just bail out of my pony um, because she was little and she was near the ground Um, and then as I began to ride bigger horses that didn't become an option I had to stay on I had to sort it out because I couldn't just bail out because it was a long way down Um, now that I know how to fall that long way down um, and and reduce the risk of potentially harming myself then you know that's really great um, because I can I can can always call on that response again, and that used to be my response. And so basically, the point I'm making here is that if you're not sure about something, if something makes you feel a little bit weird, if it makes you feel a bit vulnerable, if it makes you feel concerned, if it distracts you from actually dealing with said scenario, then my advice would be to do something about it. And, you know, now I am going to do that thing where I relate it to sales. But if you're there thinking, oh, I I really hope that this client doesn't ask this. I really hope that they don't go into, what's the difference between you and and other people? Why is it that you're so much more expensive? Or, you know, uh, so-and-so's got this qualification. You don't have that qualification. All those sorts of questions that you're like, oh, gosh, please don't ask that. Or I wish the ground would swallow me up when when this question comes out. Do something about it. Okay, because you know that when you think, please don't say this, it tends to happen. Um, if nothing else, you can't perform as well in, in a conversation with a customer or even in a communication with a customer if you're always dreading that topic. You know, it becomes that elephant in the room that nobody's talking about. And so face it head on, okay, not with the customer but on your own. You know, if you've got that awkward question that people people always ask you, potential customers always ask you, then create a resource, create a response, learn it, say it out loud. If it's a worksheet, if it's, if it's information, if you can prevent this earlier on by informing the customer before they get to the point of asking you, then create something around that. Address the problem, face up to that fear, do something about it and take the resource that you create from that and put it into your toolkit of resources. And then from there, you can build up that toolkit of resources and you can feel confident going into calls. You can think, well, okay, if this person says this, I'm going to say that. And if this person said that, then I'm going to say this. And, you know, and it's no longer a big deal. It's no longer a problem. How can you get more knowledge? So if it's not as a case of it's a conversation, it's a sales call where you've got those different questions and, and you're creating those answers, what if it's, um, you know, knowledge around running your running facebook ads or um how to do things organically or customer processes or proce- building up processes and procedures for scaling up what happens if it's one of those areas well my advice would be to start with a book yeah find a resource find a low-cost resource where you can begin to understand stuff and then implement okay, there's no point learning these things if you don't put them into practice, that falling off a horse scenario, you know, I have to remind myself when I get on a horse now what I would do to fall off, I'm not regularly practicing it, but it's there if you keep recalling it, if you take information from that book and you straight away start implementing it, then, you know, go ahead and, 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 and do that and um, don't just digest the information and make no changes because then it's not going to change the situation or make you feel any better and um, that knowledge is going to be wasted and um, so make sure the knowledge that you are taking on board is useful to you right now and do a course. you know if you've read somebody's book if you've looked at somebody's resources and you've thought yeah they really resonate with me then do a course. Find out more information from them. but do the basics first. Um, Make sure that actually it makes sense to you, make sure that when you implement it, um, yeah, it's the the right thing for you and your business, then do the course. Um, It's upskilling, it's understanding where your weaknesses are, um, where your concerns are and doing something about them. So obviously the first step here before you jump on books, courses or working through issues um, that clients might bring up in calls on a regular basis sit down and have a look at at your business and think, okay, well, where where do I feel a bit weak? Where do I feel like not so confident? Why don't I feel so confident? Is it the fact that I don't have the knowledge there? Is it something else? And then look to address that. And, and, you know, it it takes a lot of effort. Sometimes um, it's not easy to to reflect and look at what you're doing and figure out how you might be able to do it better, but it is going to help you particularly in front of customers you're going to be in a position where you feel much more confident and if you're able to you know actually respond to that person's questions in in a you know eloquent and <laughs> an effective way then that's going to turn around that that person's thought process and if you will be able to to provide a convincing response um, a genuine response to their concerns or questions then it's much more likely to result in a sale you know guys keep that in mind look at your business, figure out where are my weaknesses, where are my concerns, what's going on here, do something about it, don't bury your head in the sand. I've been there and it's very easy to do um, but when you when you get your head back out of the sand, you know, it's dragged out and through the circumstances around you, um, you're in a much worse position than if you'd have done it sooner and think of all the sales you're losing by not addressing those difficult questions now. So on that note guys I am going to leave it there. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you have a great week. Bye for now and happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.